Welcome to the Eau Claire Muse, where through stimulating conversations, we inspire our community to create the future it wants. This podcast is produced by the UW-Eau Claire Entrepreneur Program. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eau Claire Muse. I'm Alexa Capari, a senior at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Ben and Anne. And I'm Ben Weller, a junior at UW-Eau Claire. And I'm Anne Rupnow, director of the UW-Eau Claire Entrepreneur Program. Today, we are honored to have Diane Wolf as our guest. Diane and her husband, Eric, bought the Herbert and Gerberts brand in 2003 and moved to Eau Claire from St. Cloud. They have grown the franchise from 23 stores to more than 100 in many states. Diane is also an active participant in Eau Claire's entrepreneurial scene. For example, she was one of the early organizers of our One Million Cups chapter. She and Eric have given of their time to entrepreneurial students at UW-Eau Claire. A few interesting side notes about Diane. She teaches yoga at a gym in Eau Claire, and she plays tennis, pickleball, and golf. I also happen to know that in a past life, she was a news anchor. So welcome to the Eau Claire Muse, Diane. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm just thrilled to be here today. Ben and Alexa are going to lead our conversation today. So let's go ahead and get started. All righty. I'm thinking about the decision you and Eric made about 17 years ago, the decision to purchase Herberts and Gerberts and move to Eau Claire. Can you give us a little background on your life up to that point? And then I'm wondering what considerations affected your decision to move here and to take that leap to purchase that business. Good question. We were living in St. Cloud at the time and we had small children, three small children, and Eric was busy being a sales rep for a medical company, so he was traveling a lot during the week, and then I was home with the three kids. We've always been dreamers and read books and watched inspirational movies about people who have started their own business or been in business of their own, and we've always thought we wanted to be our own boss. We just didn't know how that was going to happen, and no one in our family has ever done it. So once um, we started working and living and kind of doing the grind for 10 years, it became apparent we definitely want to have uh, control of our time and our and our family time. So Eric was traveling a lot and 9-11 happened and he realized, I don't want to travel anymore. Things are going to change. This would be a good time to pivot. So let's start looking for a business. So we just started to research, not as much online back then, but just hearing from people, um, different lawyers and accountants in town in St. Cloud, we would ask, is there any business being sold or a family business? Um, So we researched a little bit and we did meet the founder, Kevin and Beth Shipper's brother, who had the Urban and Gerbert in St. Cloud. So we asked him, you know, about the franchise. And so long story short, we did some due diligence. And a year later, we ended up buying the Urban and Gerberts corporate from his brother, which was started here on Water Street and in Eau Claire. So that's why we had to move to Eau Claire to take over the business. And we just decided this is good as any and let's do it. We're not getting any younger. So we just jumped. (laughs) I see. Well, we're glad you landed in Eau Claire, obviously. So, and as you think back on that decision, in light of your life in Eau Claire today, what was good about it and what proved to be challenging? I 
would say it was a similar size town. So with the three small children, we knew it would be a good place to raise our family. Honestly, though, I think we intended to come to Eau Claire, get the business off and running, and then move back to Minnesota. My husband's from Minnesota. We both went to St. Cloud State, but we stayed. We really liked the community and the people, and um, it's a great place to raise kids. So it was a good decision. Mm, can't forget about the Packers either. You know, that's always a good reason yes. to move to Wisconsin. So. <laughs> So as I listen to your answer about making a big life decision, do you have any advice for people who may be facing, you know, a similar entrepreneurial or life-changing decision like that? I would say do it earlier than later. That would be one regret is we would have done it earlier because we talked about it. We dreamed about it. And sometimes you just have to do it. And um, the more you wait, the more reasons there are not to do it. Uh, So my suggestion would be, you know, obviously do your due diligence and make sure it works for your family, but we wish we had done it earlier. Well, that's a great answer to that. And you never know unless you try, right? So definitely sticking your neck out proves to pay off in the end. Yes. As an entrepreneurial student myself, I'm taking in everything about your story, Diane. It's absolutely fascinating to hear what the path to entrepreneurship can look like through purchasing an existing business. And I'd like to tap into some of your thoughts about Eau Claire's entrepreneurial ecosystem. So as an early organizer of Eau Claire's One Million Cups, from your speaking and involvement with the entrepreneurial program, you have some awareness and insight into our startup vibe here in Eau Claire. How would you describe our entrepreneurial ecosystem and what have your interactions with it been like? It has been very impressive. And the more time I have away from the business now that it's grown, that I can spend more time in the community and finding out about Eau Claire and the Chippewa Valley, it's just impressive. I mean, there's some people that were around, you know, 30, 40 years ago getting the ecosystem going and, um, you know, Cray Computers you hear about and John and Faye Menard and the Kurt Manufacturing and I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch of people, but it's very impressive once you start to realize what a small area this is but how much has come out of here and very impressive. So um, yeah, I would say just impressed all the time. And then of course, more of the current people, um, you know, the Nick Meyer from downtown volume one and Justin Vernon and Zach Homestead and other people I'm sure I'm missing, but just each generation seems to bring that entrepreneurial spirit and um, money and energy into this small community. And so it's very impressive. Yeah, definitely. And we love to be involved in all of that, especially as Ben and I are students here and getting involved in the entrepreneurial ecosystem this early. How influential have you seen organizations like One Million Cups be in our community? I would just say, um, again, the One Million Cups that I've been involved in, that's probably the closest to my heart. I've just seen great entrepreneurs come and go and present and and actually, you know, see their businesses succeed. And so just a few, I remember meeting Dan Beck when he first started Midwest Meals, and now he's doing tremendous. And Colab was just an idea and some prints on a overhead, and now that's going, and Forage and Artisan Forge and the CVTC Culinary Program. So I could go on and on, and I just think it's impressive how there's ideas, but then there's actual action behind it and, you know, actually doing it and being successful at it in this community. 
Yeah, for sure. It's definitely inspiring to see all the great things that we're accomplishing as a community. Finally, Diane, one of the things we want to do with this podcast is to consider Eau Claire's future. So I have a twofold question for you. First, what key Eau Claire value propositions or two do you see as significant to grow us into a more positive and successful environment as a community, as an entrepreneurial ecosystem, however you'd like to answer that over the next five years? Well, I think some key things Eau Claire has going for it in the Chippewa Valley is the size, as I mentioned, and the education that's here with CBTC and Eau Claire and Stout and um, just the beauty of the area. So tourism is high and just the culture. There's lots of arts and um, interesting things going on here. So those are some key things that I think are great bedrocks for a good community. And in just going forward in the next five years, um, definitely this last year has been challenging, but I see so many advantages because of COVID that's going to come out of this. And just hearing from people that I've hung around with this past year, it's been a time where we've had to pause and, you know, have some quiet time and have a lot of uh, time to reflect and maybe have some creative space in your day to realize, okay, what do I really want to do? Or what did I used to think I wanted to do? So it's really been a great year to do that. I mean, we don't have to come up with all the negatives of the year. That's been very serious as well. But I always like to focus on the positive things. So going forward, it's going to be a time where someone will say that because of COVID, I might've lost my job or I was home doing nothing is why I started my business. And also after this COVID year, the you know leases and things like that are gonna be affordable. There's going to be money put into you know PPP and stimulus checks. And so there's money flowing. And so that's something that's never really been around for a while. So there's lots of positives. Um, there'll be other businesses closing maybe, but then maybe you've always thought you wanted to start a restaurant. So then there'll be room for a new restaurant. So some of that negative positive is gonna happen. And I think people are gonna be open to doing their business differently, spending different kinds of money that they normally wouldn't have done in their business plan. Uh, but because of COVID now they've had to pivot and try different practices. And then I think people are open to collaborating with each other because of COVID. Maybe I need to outsource or I need help here where we used to have somebody in-house doing it. So just lots of changes because of the past year. So in the next five years, I see those as very positive for an entrepreneur, let alone all of the great things that were happening before COVID. So I try not to um, have a negative thought to what happened this last year, but let's turn that into a positive. So I, again, I see great things happening and people will talk about this past year is why I started my business or why I changed into this different lane. So some good stories are going to come out in the next five years. Yeah, 100%. Um, I definitely think that we've definitely grown closer as a community. We've all kind of just been relying on each other and helping each other out in this difficult COVID time. And yeah, so finally, let's say we are in 2026 right now. So five years out, what would you want to go back and tell the 2021 Eau Claire? What would you tell us to do, not to do, whatever comes to mind? 
probably what I was just talking about is, you know, the, the tough year that we've had, let's turn that into a positive. And then importantly, we also learned last year about our city council. So I would say, run for office, make a difference that way, vote for sure for your local um, elections. I know I was guilty of that too, where when there was school board and city council elections, I didn't pay very much attention. But this past year, it has affected our business. I've paid attention to who are who's in those positions and shame on me for not paying attention before that. So in a positive, run for office, vote for the people that are in line for what you want to see happen in this community. And that way they will make a difference for us. Yeah, perfect. That is what we really do hope to see is all of that change that's going to be coming for us. Yes, there is a April 6th uh, city council and school board positions. There's voting on April 6th. So you hear that everybody go out and vote. <laughs> or run for offices. Everyone should you know, consider True. that too. If that was one of your dreams to be a politician or to make a difference in a small community, what a great way to do that. Right. Great way to be involved. Yeah. Maybe we are interviewing a future candidate right now. Well, <laughs> you never, never say never. That's also what I've learned. <laughs> I have seen that. And I have to say, for those of you who don't know Diane, she really has a way of cutting through the fog, so to speak. She sees things in a very practical, as they are way. That's something I really appreciate about you, Diane. I remember early in our One Million Cups days, we were not having the strong numbers of attendees like we do now. And so in trying to grow that uh, early chapter, we were considering, you know, how do we get the word out? How do we get more people to attend that would benefit from it? So we ended up talking about switching a lot of things early on, like maybe it's a different time, maybe a different agenda, or maybe it should be every other week instead of every week, all sorts of things. And I remember, Diane, you were this solid, steady voice saying, we have to give this time. The Kauffman Foundation has this process. It's worked elsewhere. Uh, let's give it time here and not switch things up too soon. So we did stay the course, and it really played out well for us. Not that you should never switch anything, but not too soon. It was her message, and that was what we needed at the time. And today we have 20 to 40 people attending every week year-round. So Diane, thank you for your participation in that and many other things and your solid influence on our ecosystem. Thank you. Yes, I would also throw that in is if you do venture and start a business or buy someone else's business, it's going to take time and um, you just have to stay the course and keep at it. It's not going to be easy. Otherwise, everyone would do it. And also have a personality that has a high tolerance for risk and change so that when things do change, like last year, you're able to pivot and not be paralyzed or, you know, find something good and new to do because of it. So, um, yes, thank you, Anne, for that. And um, also just being in the franchise model, I've worked with a lot of our franchisees. So we always say just stay the course. We have a system in place that's proven, you know, 30 year proven system system. So if you just trust us, stay the course, it will work. Um, but if you're in your own business, sometimes you have to pivot and change if it's not working. But um, do that with caution in the beginning, give it some time. Yeah, you mentioned doing your due diligence earlier. And I think that's such a good term too. It doesn't mean don't change. 
just means be thoughtful and and do that due diligence and then consider from there. So, well, Diane, thank you so much for joining us today and just uh, for all you've done so far in the community. Uh, it's really fun through this podcast to get different voices on here and to uh, get different perspectives. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm just happy that we're able to be our little piece of the ecosystem and um, make a difference and um, we'll continue to do that. Yeah, thank you for joining us today, Diane. Yes, we really appreciate it. And it was very interesting to hear your story and everything. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into The Eau Claire Muse today. Please check out the show notes at theauclairemuse.com. And don't forget to like this segment and follow our social media pages so you don't miss out on any of our amazing guests. Today's podcast was brought to you by the UW-Eau Claire Entrepreneur Program, an active partner in our region's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Thank you for listening. Thank you.